0: Thank you for listening to the Ablaze Church Sermon Podcast. Our purpose at Ablaze is to love God, love others, follow Jesus, and tell others. If you are looking for a church home in the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. or Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at ablazechurch.org. We're in a series, first and foremost, in overcoming... And today I want to speak to you about overcoming temptation with the sword of the Spirit or with the Scriptures. And we're going to learn that from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I want to make it perfectly clear that temptation is not a sin. Jesus was tempted. And you will be tempted. That's not a sin when the devil tempts you. It is a sin if you give in to that temptation. Okay, that's where the sin comes in. And we learn from Jesus how to overcome temptation. Now, I'd like to kind of set the background. In chapter 3, at the very end, it's a very high point in the life of Jesus. He's baptized. Remember the scene? John goes, you should be baptizing me. Jesus said, now let it be so to fulfill all righteousness. And the heavens were opened. Okay, now think about that. That's pretty grand. And a voice from heaven, this is my beloved son. The Holy Spirit comes and lands on Jesus. Wow, that is a highlight, the baptism of Jesus. Now, what happens then is the devil has a reaction. Whenever there's a highlight in the Bible or when God acts in the Bible the devil kind of jumps up as a reaction. Have you ever heard of Isaac Newton's third law? You may not be able to quote it, but I think you'll remember it when I say every action in nature has an equal opposite reaction. Every highlight action in the Bible of God is an opportunity for the devil to react in the opposite way, you might say. How many of you ever heard of Murphy's Law? Okay. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. If the devil can tempt you with something, guess what? The devil is going to tempt you. So this highlight, this wonderful time in the life of Jesus, now The devil takes it as an opportunity to react. Let me tell you about your life. When you have a highlight with God, you have that spiritual moment with God, the devil takes that as an opportunity to react. Okay? The activity of the devil, uh, or the temptation, is not so much about activity as it is proximity. Let me say that again. The reaction of the devil is just not so much an activity but your proximity to God. The closer you get to God, the more the devil's gonna react, okay? So Jesus is gonna take some quiet time with the heavenly father. He's going on a fast in the wilderness. Now, biblically speaking, a fast is not so much physical as it is spiritual. You give something up physically, okay? And you become stronger if you do not give into that physical temptation, if I dare say. Fasting is to focus on the spiritual realm, not just the physical. Have you ever tried to give something up? or better yourself with a New Year's resolution, and you fail, that makes you weaker. Think about it. But if you give something up or add something in a New Year's resolution, you become stronger. Same with Lent. Anybody here ever try to give something up for Lent or add something for Lent? Hmm? Yeah. Ever failed? Yeah, you become weaker. But if you are successful, you become stronger. That's the idea of fasting. You become closer with God, okay? And you don't focus so much on the physical. You focus on the spiritual. So Jesus is going off. Let's pick up the story. Let's look at it again a little deeper this time. Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. Notice this. The Spirit's in charge the Spirit's in charge, to be tempted by the devil. Okay, that's not a sin, to give in to the temptation, it is. Okay, but God allows us to be tempted, what? To make us stronger, okay? And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. <laughs> yeah, of course. But he's not alone. You know that Moses fasted 40 days. Elijah fasted 40 days. Isn't it interesting? Moses and Elijah were on a mountain with Jesus in the transfiguration. Each time something happens in the Bible where God acts, Moses comes down from the mountain. What happens? Those children of Israel were tempted by the devil to worship a cow. Hezekiah finds the word of God and they celebrate the Passover in a long time. Okay, what happens right after that? The Assyrians attack. Moses, Elijah, Jesus, Mount Transfiguration, a big time. The devil reacts when they come down from that mountain. You know what they face? A demon-possessed boy. Well, here, 40 days into the wilderness, the devil, okay, realizes the proximity of Jesus, and he acts What does he do? He tempts. What does he tempt Jesus with? The physical things on earth. Remember Adam and Eve in the garden? Piece of fruit. Now it's an apple. And the tempter, notice this, the devil, we're told, and now he's the tempter. And said to him, if you are (laughs) the son of God, now, Did the devil know he was the son of God? Absolutely. The demon-possessed people know Jesus is God almighty on earth. What is he getting Jesus to doubt? Remember, Adam and Eve, did God really? say, Will the heavenly Father really protect, I mean, make provision for you? You know what this is? This is Lord's prayer stuff, folks. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you believe that? Do you? How about if you lose your job tomorrow? Hmm. What if you end up with a divorce tomorrow? What if you get cancer tomorrow? Do you believe God will provide for you daily bread? You said, if you are the son of God, <laughs> tell these stones, Okay. To become bread. All right. If you are the son of a command, these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered him. This is interesting. With the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Okay. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Scripture. He's saying scripture is God from God's mouth. But... Unless you know where he got this from, unless you know who he's quoting from, the book of Deuteronomy, it might not make sense to you. He's quoting. God is speaking to the children of Israel. They've come out of Egypt. They're walking in the wilderness. And God says, now listen, I brought you out of Egypt. I brought you in the wilderness and I made you hungry. Why, God? So I would give you manna. You can't provide it for yourself. I'll give it to you. So that you'll learn one lesson, and this is the lesson. Man does not live by bread alone. He's quoting exactly what Moses told the children of Israel from God. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God, Jesus is taking, like he always does, us out of the physical realm into the spiritual realm. The devil tempts us physically. That's what's important. Jesus is saying, no, there's a physical realm and there's a spiritual realm. One is more important than the other because it is the spiritual realm that makes us stronger. It's the spiritual realm, when we acknowledge it, is where we get the physical. Man does not live by bread alone. Think about Adam and Eve in the garden. Okay? God said, don't eat. And he tempted him with an apple. (laughs) They put the apple before the word of God. Don't eat it. Same thing the devil is doing here. Put food. You're hungry, Jesus. Don't forget that. He knows the circumstances. He knows the situation. And he tempts him. But Jesus uses the word of God to overwhelm, okay, overcome that temptation. And he's just trusting the Father will provide. What we pray in the Lord's prayer. So the devil now ups it a notch, goes to the next level. Okay. Verse five. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Now the temple mound has one side that goes down into a valley. And at the time of Jesus, this temple would have been about 400 feet. Okay. Above the valley, and he tempts Jesus there to jump. That's suicidal, folks. And he said to him, if you are the Son of God, (laughs) well, throw yourself down, because for it is written, meaning that the devil knows the sword of the Spirit. Don't ever forget that. And so he quotes now from King David in the Psalms, right out of the Bible. He will command his angels concerning you and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Now, what is Jesus? I mean, what is the devil tempting Jesus with here? Now, the first time, food, something physical. This time, about pleasure about throwing caution to the wind and just jump. (laughs) It's suicidal, folks, okay? Have you ever thrown caution to the wind, high school? Ever thrown caution to the wind, college? Ever throw caution to the wind and say, how fast will this car go? "Hmm, No, I don't need any hands, okay? Okay, Butch, you don't need to raise your hand, okay? We are tempted all the time to throw caution to the wind. Live it up. Why do you think people jump out of a perfectly good airplane with a parachute for the thrill? Okay? I've done that. I won't do it again. In my younger days, I loved cliff diving, jumping off a 10-meter diving board. You know why? I just loved the feeling of falling I don't know if any of you are that way, but I won't do it now. (laughs) I'm wiser. (laughs) So jump, Jesus. Now he's getting Jesus to doubt God's protection. You ever doubt God's protection? Can he really protect you? Hmm? And Jesus, once again, picks up the sword of the spirit to fight this temptation, and he uses scripture to interpret scripture, using your reason and understanding that God is given to you to know that this is ridiculous, this is throwing caution to the wind, this is suicidal, and what else does God tell us so we can put two and two together? Again, it is written, you shall not put two, the Lord your God to attest. This is putting scripture that you know, and that's why it's important to know scripture, just like the devil knows. That's why it's important to read it, to memorize it, to study it, so that you can put two and two together and say, hey, okay, I know what the Lord says. I don't want to listen to my parents. Mm. Honor your father and mother. I gotta make a choice based upon what's reasonable. Remember Martin Luther? Anybody here remember Martin Luther? Raise your hand. A few of you, okay, well, good. You remember when he stood in front of everybody, tribunal, and he would recant. You know what Martin Luther said? Unless I'm convinced by, ready? Scripture and pure reason. Okay, those two. I will not recant. I cannot recant. Here I stand. God has given you a mind that the Holy Spirit works with to remind you of God's word and put it together. Scripture interpret scripture. You don't throw caution to the wind. Pleasure is nice. But listen, there is a limit. And God's word is our guide, our curb, as Martin Luther says, right? So second temptation, overcome by Scripture. Now, let me share with you. This can happen in your life on a daily basis. When somebody comes knocking on your door, isn't it interesting? Trouble always comes knocking, we say. They put their bicycle down or kickstand, and they come knocking on your door. They're part of the cultist group. And I think many of you know who I'm talking about. When they come to your door, you know what they know inside and out. Scripture. And you know what the temptation the devil uses with those folks who come to your door? Is Jesus really (laughs) the son of God? That's the temptation that comes knocking on your doors. When a cult comes knocking on your door. Their belief is this. Jesus is not the Son of God. He is not God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. He's just the brother of the devil, the good brother. Yes, that's the teaching. Or he's just an angel. Or this is the teaching. He's just an ordinary man like Adam and Eve, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, or Moses jesus is god almighty on earth the devil realized it the demons realized it the pharisees and the scribes doubted it okay that's where the devil wants every one of you to doubt that jesus is god almighty on earth even though he calmed the wind and the waves Raise the dead, the lame. Even though his name is Emmanuel, God is with us. The devil does not want you to believe it and to have that make a difference in your life. So be careful. When somebody comes knocking on your door, you look them straight in the eye and say, is Jesus God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, equal to the Father? Because when he said, if you've seen me You have seen the Father. And if they can't look you in the eye and say, yes, Jesus is God Almighty, the Savior of the world, the Son of God, then you know what you say to them? Be gone. Get behind me. Who teaches us that? Jesus himself. Do not doubt that Jesus is God Almighty. He is. Listen to what happens then. Again, the devil took him up. Eight to a very high mountain this time and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. It's very important, their glory. Because it's the kingdoms of this world and the glory that tempts us every single day. What is the kingdoms of this world and the glory for us today? Have you ever put your career first? Mm-hmm. Have you ever put making a living first, your children first, your house first, your retirement first, and all the glory of that retirement? Have you ever said, boy, when I win the lottery, this is what I'm going to do? Hmm. You see, this whole series for the year is first things. The devil is tempting Jesus. Food first. Pleasure first. House. Retirement. All the glorious things that are available to you in this life first. Put first. (laughs) Life on earth. Don't worry about the afterlife. We know that temptation. And then he says he lies. He creates doubt. He transformed scripture and sank something it shouldn't. Remember in the Garden of Eden? You shall not surely die today. Well, but they did die that day spiritually. A separation between God, fear, shame. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you. That's a lie straight from you know where. Jesus already had all these things. If you will fall down and worship me. And that's where the devil wants everybody. First thing in your life are the things of the world. Food, pleasure, buildings, careers, money, investments, car, you name it. Just put them first. What do you worship? Whatever is first in your life. Then Jesus said to him, be gone. This way, get behind me, Satan. He said, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. This is first commandment stuff. It's first things, first stuff. What's first in your life? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him. Notice this be gone. We learn this from our Lord and Savior. We can speak to the devil and say, be gone. And behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Now it is Luke and Mark that says, until a more opportune time. And that came up later. It's not like the devil was gone forever. The devil worked, waited for God to move, and then he reacted. You know, if there's time to tempt, he's going to tempt. Remember Jesus in the Garden of Eden? No, Garden of Gethsemane. Excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, you know, sometimes it gets messed up up here, okay? And, you know, he says to the disciples, "Could could you just wait with me? You know, be careful of temptation. The flesh is weak, but the spirit... You know, remember on the cross, Jesus hanging for you and for me. Remember that? If you are, sound familiar? The Son of God, save yourself and us. Get down. Use your powers for yourself. Make that bread in, I mean that stone into bread to serve yourself. No, a miracle that Jesus does serves others' people, you and me. The devil tempts us to be selfish, that thief on the cross, so I can get down too. Yeah. You know, maybe you've heard the story about Satan had a contest in hell. Who could come up with the best temptation? Okay, and three made the cut, and a demon came up and said, "Oh, I got the best temptation." And the devil said, "What is it?" He says, "Well, I'll tempt mankind that there is no God. Our temptation: there is no God. There is no heaven. There is no hell. So don't worry about it." The devil thought about that and said, "Well, that's a." That's a temptation, but you know, it is God the Father who put eternity into the hearts of man. And when man looks at creation, the stars, sun, moon, and stars, you know, he could see the handiwork of God. So that is a temptation, but okay, it's pretty ordinary. The second demon stepped up and said, well, I've got the temptation. I will tempt mankind in that there is only one God. And that God is you. And when it comes to heaven, if there is a heaven, you can make it on your own. Because you know what? You are better than the next guy. The devil thinks about that and says, you know, that's not a bad temptation. But you know, in the deep, dark, painful moments of life, people do realize they're not God. And the closer they get to death, the more they may worry about heaven and hell. So I don't know if that's the best temptation. Okay. Well, the next demon step something says I will tempt mankind with this there is a God, there is a heaven, and there is a hell. And that's very important. His booze came forth from hell. And the devil said to this demon, you better be careful. And he said, hear me out. And then I'll whisper in their ear that although this is very important, it's just not important right now. Sooner or later, you can get to that stuff. And the devil clapped his hands. That's a great temptation. Because you know sooner or later ends up being never. Because we get so consumed with food, pleasure and getting all the glory that the world offers together for ourselves. Ah. Now let me tell you the good news. The good news is we can use scripture and overcome any temptation. We can call upon the Lord and he will give us strength. How does that happen? Here's where your faith comes in. The temptation that took place in the Garden of Eden is just like this. The devil did it. And that's the first Adam. Here the devil tempts the second Adam, our Savior. Now, in the words of Martin Luther, okay, there's that Martin Luther again, right? Okay. In Adam, in, with, and under Adam, we exist. In, with, and under Adam's temptation, we are tempted. In, with, and under his failure to obey God's word, we fail to obey God's word. In, with, and under the curse that Adam received, that separation from God, that spiritual death, we have a spiritual death. In, with, and under his physical death, we have a physical death. In, with, and under the consequences of sin, pain, shame, suffering, thorns, and thistles, if you're following the Wednesday, okay, lest the cross be emptied series on Wednesday. And if you haven't been, you should be. We are under that curse and those consequences. And in, with, and under sin of Adam and Eve is ours. Now, second Adam, the Son of God, God Almighty, Emmanuel, Almighty God, wonderful counsel, Prince of Peace, everlasting Father, in, with, and under, that second Adam, we exist spiritually. In, with, and under, the victory of Jesus Christ is our victory. In, with, and under, Jesus' ability to put the physical second, the spiritual first, we can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. In, with, and under, putting Scripture and reason together together, We do in, with, and under Jesus' worship of the Father and teaching us the first commandment. We live under the first commandment. In, with, and under the victory of the second Adam, we have victory. (laughs) Wow, that is good news. So what are you going to take home? Know this, the devil knows what's going on in your life. And when the opportunity arises, he's going to tempt you. The closer you draw to God, by Scripture, by devotion, with your spouse, coming to Bible study, guess what? It's going to cause a reaction of the devil. But we don't need to worry. One word can fail him. We can read Scripture, know Scripture. And this is important. We don't live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God, the sword of the Spirit. We take our reason and we apply to God's Word and the Holy Spirit, the Counselor, guide and lead us, not to throw caution to the wind. And when it comes to first things first, what's first in your life? Hopefully it's seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things, All these things that the world has to offer will be given to you. Do you believe it? Amen.